Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode number 46 of the Lean Blog Podcast for June 11th, 2008. Our guest today is Dean Bliss. He is a lean improvement specialist with the Iowa Health System. Uh, Dean made a transition in from the manufacturing world into healthcare a few years back, and he'll share some of his experiences and recommendations for how to use lean in a hospital, especially those who, like Dean and myself, have both made that transition. If you want more information or previous episodes of the podcast, you can visit leanpodcast.org. Thanks for listening. So again, our guest today on the podcast is uh, Dean Bliss from Iowa Health System. Thanks for joining us. That's great to be here, Mark. I was wondering if you could start by you know, introducing yourself and, and, and talking in particular about um, your career transition from the manufacturing world into healthcare. Okay, I, I started out my lean career at a company called Rockwell Collins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and it's a, a defense contractor and an electronics uh, manufacturing uh, company. And they started their lean transition about 1998. So I've been at this oh for several years now. <clears throat> excuse me. And what I learned was that this the lean tools and techniques and so forth were pretty adaptable. We did a lot of things in office areas and some of those kind of things as opposed to just pure manufacturing. So it became obvious to me that these these tools are, are can be used just about any place. I got an opportunity in 2003 to connect with the hospital system within Iowa and really be able to, to see that their the tools and techniques do translate pretty well into a healthcare setting. So when the opportunity uh, came about in, in 2005 uh, to join a hospital and, and they came to me and said, hey, we want to try to do this, we think it's worthwhile, I jumped at it because it was, I, I really thought that there's you know, with the healthcare environment today, I really thought there was an opportunity to be able to take the tools and techniques and, and philosophy of lean into healthcare and really help us uh, kind of weather the storm, if you will, when we, with the Medicare changes and, and the rising costs and so forth. So you know, I've, I've been real happy, you know, in the, in the healthcare environment. I really think that we do have a, that great opportunity. And I think, you know, the more people we can get to to join that that, that that uh, arena with the expert, expertise they've gained in other areas, uh, the better off we're all going to be. Well, absolutely. I agree with you on that. And uh, I was wondering if you could share some examples, um, maybe as, as you get started or, or down the road since you've been at this a couple years now, um, what, what types of skills or experiences that either, you know, from a lean standpoint or from your manufacturing background that translated well into a hospital setting and, you know, were there some things that you had to learn, you know, things that were different or, or things you had to adapt to be effective in a, a hospital setting? Yeah, there, when we talk about, about health care, it is a different business. There are different uh, motivations or different things you have to learn. I spent about the first four months at the hospital just listening. I talked to all the directors and all the vice presidents and really got a, tried to get a feel for what's, you know, what does the structure look like, how do things operate, you know, what, what is the power structure within the organization? Because as, as we all know, lean is a set of tools, and the tools are great, but if you don't have the um, support of leadership, if you don't understand you know, how those tools are going to translate into your business, they're, they're not worth a whole lot. So it's really understanding the business and understanding the power structure and understanding the people 
and the motivations of those people. And I needed to spend time with a nurse. I needed to spend time with a doctor. I needed to spend time with a technologist out in the lab to really understand what motivates them. Because if we can tap into what motivates people, we can use those tools. We can get get a lot more gain than rather than just throwing tools mm-hmm. at things and think that's going to take care of it. Right. Right. So from from the, those discussions and, and, and that uh, observation and, and Gemba time, I guess, if you will, um, what, what, what were some of the, the priorities or, or starting points that, that came up from that? It, it was interesting. I spent a lot of time in the emergency room early on, and the emergency room takes a lot of heat. Everybody says, well, we're, we can't get people through the emergency room. Things take too long. How come you can't move people through? How come we've always got people piled up in the waiting room? I mean, you hear all those kind of things. And what you discover pretty quickly is that a lot of the things that are you have to deal with in an emergency room have nothing to do with the emergency room. You're waiting for test results. You're waiting for people to get admitted into the hospital. You're waiting for other things to happen within the, the system. So it was really uh, a good learning experience for me to really spend time with those folks and understand the system and how all the different components of the system are, are are aligned. It's no different really than manufacturing. When you've got manufacturing, you've got suppliers, and you've got quality people, and you've got a lot of different people that aren't, you know, hands-on building the product. It's no different in healthcare where you've got that interrelationship that you really have to understand in order to, to go in and take a look at you know, where can we apply the lean tools and where are things fit. Right. So it sounds like you're, you're looking not just at a departmental level, but uh, what, what, what we might call the value stream in, in the lean terminology it sounds like you, you found that applied to a hospital as well. It wasn't just something within a department's boundaries. That... Absolutely. And, and when we talk about a value stream, the, the, the best value stream we did, the first one of the first ones we did was in the emergency room. And we really got a good feel for all those interrelationships. So as we went into areas like the lab, as we went into areas like radiology, we were able to understand, you know, what what kind of things happened there that caused them not to be able to respond to the emergency room or to the inpatient units, you know, what's really driving that? So we could really dig into, you know, do the five whys or whatever you want to call it and really dig into where some of those opportunities were and if, you know, where the high gain areas were, the prioritization that we get out of a value stream map, very valuable information. Yeah. So what would you say some of the, the key uh, benefits or, or accomplishments that, that, that came out of those lean efforts? Yeah, probably some of the most visible things were the length of stay in, in the emergency room was, was reduced. Uh, there was an article recently in, in one of the trade publications that said Iowa was number one as far as you know, length of stay, um, the shortest length of stay in the emergency room. We've gotten some ter- tremendous uh, benefits out of the, the turnaround time in our lab and turnaround time in, in radiology where they've been drastically reduced. Um, a lot of things we're starting to do in the uh, nursing units have, have really yielded some nice some nice gains. We're looking at uh, in-room uh, documentation, where most of the documentation today is done at the nurse's station, and we're looking at a way to do it within the room with the patient at, so we get more face time for the nurses with the patients. Uh, we've done some 5S things on, on the nursing floors, particularly in the orthopedic unit, where we had eight or nine or ten different storage areas of all this antiquated equipment that we really didn't need anymore. We were able to consolidate that, that down into a couple of places so that it minimized the walk time, minimized the amount of time it takes to, to hunt up supplies and do all the things that nurses do that has nothing to do with nursing. Yep. 
one selling point I've had with the nurses all along is I want you to be nurses. I don't want you to be file clerks. I don't want you to be inventory control people. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you doing all that stuff because that's not what you train for, and that's right. not what you went to nursing school for. How can we get you more face time with those patients? And, and that seems like a real powerful incentive, and, and back to your point of this isn't just about implementing 5S for the sake of using that tool, but there, there's some real clear benefits that, that should be, you know, pretty strong alignment with what the nurses are looking to be able to do. Absolutely. And it's, when we talk about, you know, does this translate for manufacturing? Can we take the Toyota tools and apply them in other businesses? All those businesses have people. Mm-hmm. And I think what we missed, I think what a lot of companies missed early on in the early 90s when, when Lean started in manufacturing was that we have to change the way we think about how we run our business. It's not just a bag of tools that we can just throw at things. We have to really look at how are we managing this thing? How are we getting our people involved in, in, the, in their day-to-day work? Are, are we asking them what's going on? Are we spending time at the Gemba? Are we spending time with them to really understand what's going on there and not just reading the procedure manual and saying that must be how it works? Mm-hmm. That's a huge piece of this. I think there's a lot of people and a lot of companies that missed the boat on that. They thought it was a bag of tools that would, would just fix everything for them. It didn't really understand that that management philosophy has got to be got to be adjusted to really make this work well. Mm-hmm. So, so when you were working at an individual hospital level, it sounds like you spent a lot of time uh, with um, you know, frontline employees and in, in, in different departments and, and leading projects and working with people. Did, can you, can you talk a little bit about um, maybe working the other direction as far as you know management practices and, and, and culture? Were there efforts made? Uh, to work with administrators at different levels to to adopt that that lean mindset. You bet. I, I talked earlier about you know, sitting down with the directors and vice presidents early on. Uh, the, the other the other key to that was as we got into the, some of the projects, I wanted to make sure that they were that they were in the room when we were doing these events. Uh, we had we had one in, one specific example where we were doing a thing between lab and radiology, or I'm sorry, lab and. Uh, in the emergency room, and we had the vice presidents of both of those areas in the room as well as the medical directors of both of those areas in the room. And we decided that we wanted to have uh, 24-hour phlebotomy in the emergency room, have somebody assigned down there to draw blood 24 hours a day. Well, that include, uh, that uh, needed a increase in staffing. Well, both of the people that made the staffing decisions were in the room and made the decision on the spot. Mm-hmm. So rather than have to wait and go through an approval process and go through maybe next year's budget and da 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 we were able to make that decision and make that happen immediately. So having those people directly involved in that, uh, in that event was a huge benefit, and it was something that, that cut weeks and weeks and weeks off our implementation time. So there's, you know, when we look at those kind of things, second example, we had our, our, our chief operating officer as part of an event in the emergency room, and he's, he was the one that was kind of, you know, really pushing them hard, you know, saying, how come you can't do this, how come you can't do that? He spent an hour and a half in an observation down there. I always make sure there's observation as part of any, any event we do. He spent an hour and a half down there. He came back, and we were doing the debrief and, and talking about, you know, opportunities, and he said, you know what? Now I understand. Now I know why we why they can't do what I'm asking them to do. So we're going to change our tactic, tactics. We're going to talk a little bit differently about how, the, how we do this because now I, since I spent time down there seeing what was going on, I understand it a lot better. 
And that, that there's no better, bigger compliment to a lean person when you hear stuff like that because that really helps them see their business in a different way, and that's really what this is. That's really what lean is, in my view, is looking at your business in a little bit different way. Yeah. And can, can you talk a little bit about um, transition, stepping back from the hospital? Now, now you're in a role with the health system, and I know you're also involved in uh, a consortium of sorts uh, within the state of Iowa. I wonder if you could talk about maybe you know how how lean spreads within an organization or what kind of things are going on at a state level. Okay, um, at, the, at the system level, the Iowa Health System is a group of hospitals across the state. There's there's several different groups, and, and ours is actually the largest in Iowa. And we do have some central services. We have central IT. We have central uh, distribution center for supplies and those kind of things. So we want to make sure that as I go to the system level and start working on those things, that those things are optimized. We've got some problems in both areas. You know, anybody who's got central IT will tell you it's a blessing and a curse. Um, we want to make sure that, that the curse is minimized, okay? So that's some of the things we're going to be looking at there. As we look across the state of Iowa, we've been very fortunate that the uh, manufacturing companies and some of the other companies in Iowa that are, are, are lean, you know, not pioneers, but lean companies, Rockwell Collins, Vermeer, Pella Windows, uh, Han Industries, there's, a, there's a several of those companies really got together and said, we want to help healthcare do better because our, we see our costs going up. So that was really what drove the effort in 2004, 2005, where those, those companies got together and said, we want to show the healthcare companies or the healthcare organizations in Iowa these tools and see if they're able to use them not only to help them get better, but to help our costs stay under control. So that effort yielded what we we now are going to have our third annual Lean Healthcare Conference in Iowa uh, in August. We've got a consortium of people together. Most of us volunteer our time so that we can teach these tools. We have what we call Lean Learning Communities. This year is the second one. We've been one of the, those that we've done where we have three different sessions. We teach a tool, and this, this, this year it happened to be Value Stream Mapping, we teach value stream mapping. We ask people to go back and map things. We'll come back. We'll have a share, another sharing session and learning session to, to help them kind of smooth that out, and then we'll send them away and bring them back again. So we're looking at opportunities and ways we can do that. That particular learning community, we had 110 people this year from different, different hospitals across Iowa. So there's a lot of interest in this. There are people are starting to recognize that, hey, this is something that we can use in healthcare. It is something we can use to help us be more efficient and kind of blunt the, the blow, if you will, of, of the reductions in our Medicare and Medicaid uh, um, reimbursements and then some of those kind of things. You know, our costs are going up, our reimbursements are going down. That can't continue. We have to do something different and take some of the waste out of our system so we can continue to, to survive in that environment. Right. And so we're doing whatever we can to make that happen. Well, it sounds like there's, uh, and it's great to hear, it sounds like there's a fair amount of um, cooperation and, and sharing, and, and maybe if, if you could speak to that a little bit about, you know, some of the opportunities that exist within healthcare that, that maybe aren't there in, in manufacturing sector as far as, you know, um, incentives or, or interests that people have in, in working together with um, other hospitals that aren't even, you know, that, that aren't part of their organization technically. Yeah, and it, it it's interesting because you know, when we look at private businesses, you know, from for instance, my, my previous employer, they're in competition with other businesses. Where in healthcare, in a lot of cases, unless you have another hospital in town, which some people do in the big cities have several, but in a lot of cases, you're kind of the only game in town. 
So there's no disincentive or there's no disadvantage in a lot of cases to share what you've learned. So we've, there's been some tremendous sharing in, in, in healthcare. We look at a place like Thetacare up in Appleton, Wisconsin, that's done some tremendous things. And they'll, they'll invite people in. You can go in there and take a look and, and, and see what's going on. Uh, Virginia Mason out in, in Seattle has done some nice things. I mean, there's some, there's some places across the country that have been able to do things that are very impressive. And we're able to take some of those, some of that information and share it and copy it and, you know, not steal it's probably the wrong word, but borrow it. All right, because there's 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 no disadvantage in, in doing that, and the willingness to share has been has been pretty good in healthcare. I mean, that's that's something that that I've noticed has been pretty good. And, you know, there's still some reluctance here. Well, gee, we spent all this time inventing this. Why should we just give it away? Well, okay, but you know, the whole point of this, in my view, Mark, is is let's make our healthcare system in the United States better. And the best way we can do that is to share that information, is to take that information. Whatever I learn, I'm going to go to a conference and talk about it. I'm going to come on a podcast with you and talk about it. I want to make sure that we have the ability to improve everywhere, not just in Iowa, not just in, you know, just in my hospital, but across the country. We should be sharing those things. So any opportunity that I get to talk about this, and I really appreciate the opportunity here, I do it because I think it's so important that we do whatever we can to improve our health care system. You know, we're about to get some help. All the presidential candidates are talking about something different, some different model. Whether it's going to be good or bad, we don't know yet, but we know we're going to get some help. So as we get that help, we want to make sure that we're postured as, as, as good as we can be and have as much waste as we can removed from our systems such that as that change comes, if it is a negative change, at least initially, you know, we can survive it. We've we got to stay in business. We hear, we hear about EDs closing and, and hospitals closing. You know what? When those things close, we have less access than we got now, and we can't have that. We've got to make sure that we're doing whatever we can to make sure that we have health care and we have good health care. You know, we're the richest country in the world, and we've got to make sure that we're doing things the right way. Yeah. So if if there's... If there's one piece of advice maybe you would give, um, you're assuming, you know, if, if somebody listening to this is um, at a hospital where they've, they've just heard about lean, they haven't really been, um, they haven't gotten started with it yet, um, what, what's one piece of advice you, you would give them about um, how to get started, either how to learn more or how to take action in their own, their own hospital? What I would say is if you're interested in this and it's something that appeals to you, Look for a company or look for a group close to you that is doing this now. Most most organizations that are doing this well are more than willing to share, whether it's a manufacturing company or a service company or or an insurance company, whatever it might be. If somebody is doing lean and you want to learn, seek that out. Seek out the manufacturing extension partnership within your state, uh, which generally most, most of the MEPs do have some kind of lean education. Seek out the community colleges. We, I know in Iowa we have our community colleges have some lean education. You know, find somebody that you know that does this and does this well. And in most cases, they're going to be willing to share that information. Get, get some help. Yeah, that, that's how my hospital got started. That's how things started in Iowa was from the manufacturing sector. So there are opportunities out there if you seek them out. If you can't find them, go online to you know Mark's Mark's blog. Go online to you know some of the other lean uh, um, websites that are out there and see what you can find. If nothing else, you know find somebody that's 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 part of that and, and call them up or write them an email or something. 
most of us are willing to share. Most of us are willing to come in and, and, and show you exactly what, what, what's going on and, and what you can do and what the opportunities are. Don't sit on your hands. There's opportunities out there. Go, go out and look for them. Well, great, and uh, I'm glad you're willing to share your experiences and, and, and to talk about it. Um, I know I was wondering if you could talk about, um, I, I know you're, you're doing at least one presentation at a, at a public workshop coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, I was wondering if you could um, tell listeners about that event um, if, if they wanted to come hear you speak. You bet. Uh, there, there's, a, there's an organization called the World Research Group that has a conference out in, in San Francisco in June. Um, that's coming up, and there's a group of us that are going to go out there. It's June 25th and 26th in San Francisco. It's called the Second Annual Summit on Deploying the Toyota Production System in Lean Healthcare and Hospitals. And there are a group of us going to go out there and talk about the, the Iowa experience, I guess I would say, you know, how we got this started and how we got our consortium put together and so forth and the resources that we've been able to develop in Iowa. Uh, that is coming up, like I said, on June 25th and 26th in San Francisco, and it, it, it's, it's going to be an opportunity to share that. We haven't really shared that story yet, so it's, it, we're very excited about that. There are four of us going out there to, to talk about not only the, how we put our statewide system together, but a couple of, of hospital people are going to be there to talk about their, what they've specifically done within their facilities. So we're pretty excited about that. Well, great. Now, I'll make sure there's a link uh, to that event for anybody who's listening. If you go to uh, leanpodcast.org and, and look for the link uh, to this episode, I'll, I'll make sure that's uh, in the show notes. And if anyone's got you know, follow-up questions or, or comments for Dean, you can lean, leave them on, on the blog page or you can email me uh, at leanpodcast at gmail.com, and I'd certainly be happy to forward along um, any questions or, or correspondence uh, to Dean, and, and maybe we can do... Um, a follow-up podcast if there's questions or, or maybe after you present in San Francisco, we can get back together and, and share kind of a, a summary of what you presented out there. Sounds great. Okay, well, well, Dean, uh, thanks again for uh, for taking time out and, and, and talking about what you're doing in healthcare. It's uh, great having you here on the podcast. It was a pleasure, Mark. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.